music is alive, the spirit is alive, we are alive, Jesus is alive, and his bride starting to get herself ready. Victory belongs to the king. 
Thank you, Father. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you for the marks of Christ's death in all our flesh. The Apostle Paul says, I bear in my body the marks of Christ, his piercings in his head, his hands, his feet, his womb, his heart, and his spinal cord for that kundalini. Leviticus 19:28. You shall not make any cuttings in your flesh for the dead. <laughs> nor print or tattoo any marks upon you 
I am the Lord. Oh, wait, new covenant. Why? You're reserved for the marks and the tattooing of his piercings in your hands, your feet, your legs, the word of God, King of kings and Lord of lords, marked on his leg. Revelation 19. Hallelujah. The marks of his crown of thorns, the piercings of his back, 40 lashings for the spirit of might to be received by those who believe. Thank you, Samson. The constellation we're in right now is Samson wrestling a snake. God had me look it up two days ago, and I know you guys are too holy and mature for astrology, but Job wasn't, and he talks about it constantly. Orion, Pleiades, it's in there, in the Bible. The 12 stars of the bride's crown, 12 constellations, Revelation 12, 1. That'll turn your frown upside down. Trade your sorcery for righteousness. God created the heavens and named each star, Psalm says. He named every star. Now, one-third of the stars fell, and that's why you're so bewitched right now. But the bright and morning star is here to remove all the sorcery of Jannes and Jambres. People don't even know what Jannes and Jambres is. You say Jannes and Jambres. They say, oh, the Freemason checkerboard of white and black magic and the knowledge of good and evil. And Yeah, that's true. It's the cities of Sodom and Salem. How could it be? White dove, black raven, building two cities, good and evil. But behold, we're no longer in Melchizedek, Salem, are we? No, we're in the new Jerusalem because we're not practicing old covenant religion. The knowledge of good is the old covenant religion and why many of you are severely bewitched. People are like, I can't even practice Christmas anymore. Yahweh, the God of the Jews, in Leviticus 19, tells me that I can only practice Hanukkah. And they go straight Scrooge Bahungbug. <laughs> you guys, I've seen this 400,000 times. The religious spirits are relentless lying to you and people think no it's a spirit of discernment to refrain from that which is evil god sees the heart your externalism is the most evil thing in the face of the earth says the lord god almighty having begun in the spirit in the heart would you finish in your brain with your unrighteous judgment of discernment of good and evil of which Adam and Eve ate from in the beginning and died? The discernment of the angel of light. The discernment that deceives. Where we become the judges instead of Christ crucified, as many of you have experienced. Some of you haven't gotten through it yet. Some of you are just beginning to taste your own pride and the depravity of your own heart and how desperate you are to die daily. <laughs> Not a one-time death. 
a continuous crucifixion, lest we be more deceived after we're born again than before. What's it called? Twice dead. When a person gets bewitched, what do they get? Twice dead. Jude. Stains in your love feasts. Pharisees, hypocrites, brood of vipers, whitewashed tombs, only practicing external religion and the knowledge of good. And the heart is far from me, says the Lord God Almighty. Far from me. Why? Check the personality. Where is the glorified personality? Jesus Christ said, you'll know the false prophets by their fruit. They'll be serious. They'll be sad. They'll be miserable people. They won't have any of the grace of the Lord Jesus working in them mightily that so empowers them with superhuman energy. It's not enkindled. Hallelujah. Where is it? Stolen of the fallen angels by the practice of the knowledge of good. The Spirit of God told me two nights ago, the most evil people on earth are the people who eat the knowledge of good called false Christians. Now you can switch at any moment from false to true. Remember, remember Lot's wife delivered out of Sodom only to turn back in her heart and turn into a pillar of bitterness, wormwood, the star that fell from heaven. What did she miss about Sodom? What did she miss about her old life? The comfort? She hated the unknown. She hated the newness, this adventure. Abraham's leading Lot. We don't need Abraham. We don't follow man. We follow God. Remember Lot's wife? That's what Lot's wife said. She scorned Abraham in her heart, who led Lot out of Sodom. We don't need man. We follow God. Abraham is the God-man. Remember, he sacrificed his son so God could sacrifice his son. You are currently in the covenant of Abraham. Without the man Abraham, you are faithless and accursed. <laughs> All the wisdom that come down here came through these men, Bob Jones said. Oh, yeah. But at what point do we turn against the prophets? What does it take to press your hearts to become the enemies of Christ? Usually when you touch people's money. And it's not just you. It's everyone. These financial tests are the number one tests of Jesus Christ towards his disciples. He talked about money more than heaven, hell, faith, and love combined in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Why? Because they were idolaters. Idolatry is the curse of the fall. And because he loves you, he wants to discipline you to not be idolatrous in either poverty or greed, like Solomon says in Ecclesiastes. Whoa. So there's a healthy balance called the narrow way between good and evil, and it's the cross. Jesus Christ died between two thieves of good and evil. You could say he died between Cain and Abel. That's true. He died between the knowledge of good and evil, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, of which your mother Eve ate from and died and came into covenant with Satan and birthed Cain, which is the blasphemous bloodline that we're still purifying from your hearts today. <laughs> There's no Cain in me. It's rare to find people without Cain in them. Cain is the comparisons and the planks and the judgments and the specks in our eyes when we're critical of others and we're good in our own eyes. You know, it's Levitical code. 
It's the Levitical prescription that I can condemn you because you don't believe what I believe and I'm better than you by what I do and what I believe. Listen, then there's a time and place to hand people over to Satan for the destruction of their flesh when they will not repent and refuse the discipline that comes from God the Father. Paul did it continuously. Jesus Christ did it in the book of Revelation, written a hundred years later. Satan will put some of you in prison for ten days, Revelation 2 and 3, endure to the end and I will give you the overcomer's crown. Do you realize most of you are in Satan's prison right now and you don't even know it? And you haven't overcame Satan yet? Because <laughs> you're still clinging to the knowledge of good for dear life? It's like the days of Noah. They were clinging to the tops of the mountains, the seven mountains, the natural realm, the natural goodness. Clinging to Jezebel is what they're clinging to. It's true. How will you know if they're clinging to Jezebel? Because they're not clinging to the cross. Where's the crucifixion of self? Where's the throne room company? Where is the throne of the Lamb? Where is the marriage supper of the Lamb? Where is the celebration of the ages? It does not exist amongst the false prophets. No, it doesn't. That's how you'll know them. By the fruit that comes from the blood of the Lamb. That's the only way you can test people because externally, Infants in Christ can't tell the difference between a sheep and a goat, a wheat and a tarot, a wise and a foolish. And who are the foolish? Who are the tares? Who are the goats? We are until we all kill our goat nature and enter the Father's house and begin to feast on our own stinking, filthy pride. Hello? <laughs> it's always someone else. It's never me. It's always he. Because I practice hypocrisy. And that's why I'm blind by my own pride. I mean, that's called original sin and the curse of the fallen angels of Adam and Eve. And very few have overcome the snake line to have actual seven-eye vision through the seven piercings of the lamb that was slain because we're so uncrucified with him. How will you know the difference between the crucified ones and the not crucified ones? By their blood. The blood will speak. The blood will speak a better word. And so you got the blood of Cain and Abel. You got the blood of the knowledge of good speaking. These are all the self-righteous hypocrites of Christianity. You got the blood of Cain that's totally other. <laughs> that's just condemning everyone and I'm only right and everyone else is wrong. Then you have the blood of Jesus that actually pays a price for others to transform the words that are speaking in their blood, which is called the forgiveness of sins. So all true leadership is through self-sacrifice, piercing yourself, piercing your own soul. And this sword shall pierce your soul also, Scripture says. Oh, geez, just his. No, Bible says it will pierce your soul. This young boy will be for the rise and fall of many nations. What a prophecy. You got a little baby and diapers and you got the temple and an 82 year old woman Anna prophesying that your child your little baby boy is gonna slaughter nations and raise nations up 
That's what the Bible says. The rise and fall of many nations. You could say all 70 root nations of the Tower of Babel. Because that's what she's talking about. This is the Messiah. This isn't the Messiah out there flying around in space. This is the Messiah, Christ in you, the hope of realizing the glory after you get bewitched by the knowledge of good. This is understanding the severity of Jesus Christ in you and me. And it's love. What is the severity of God? What is the seven seals of God? What is the mark of Song of Solomon 8? What is becoming prisoners of love? It's the winepress of the wrath of the Almighty. It's the passion of his week of death for you and me in full release through our marks and our piercings head to toes to consume the nations in the blood of Jesus. My second coming will be as the days of Noah, says the Lord Jesus Christ in Scripture. My second coming will be like a flood, says the Lord Jesus Christ in Scripture. We said it's a flood of water. Song of Solomon 2.4 says it's a flood of wine. This wine is by the transformation of our souls through self-sacrifice. And it's not just the misunderstanding of Jezebel that produces isolation. It's the misunderstanding of corporate crucifixion in love feasts. Totally different realm from the false prophet. Jezebel counterfeits everything of Elijah to this very moment. And almost no one can tell the difference in the whole planet except you look at the personality, except you look at the fruit. <laughs> and look at the joy, look at the love, look at the wisdom. Come on. Look at the righteousness. Look at the severity and discipline. Look at the lack of people-pleasing. Look at the hatred of poverty. Look at the hatred of religion. I have hated them with perfect hatred, King David said. Old Testament, no. You better hate demons. You're only happy with the Holy Spirit when you're angry at demons, but how can you be angry at demons when you got one riding your head like a horseman? What are the horsemen of the apocalypse? The bewitched Christians. Final Quest Chapter 1, who is the army of Satan? You all believe that book, because it's true. The army of Satan is Christians. Everyone but you, Brandon. No, I used to be in the army of Satan too. <laughs> I know from experience the bewitchment because I've been wrestling against these demons my whole Christian life. And even before that as a warlock and a necromancer in the occult. Hallelujah. It's real. One third of the angels fell and they're liars. Jesus is sowing good seed every day, but then he comes back and checks the field and it's like, what does he say? An enemy did this. Where did all this confusion and chaos come from? Where did all this witchcraft and strange fire and this extreme love for the knowledge of good? That ain't the knowledge of the glory. That's the knowledge of good. You're the most wicked, murderous people on the planet that eat the knowledge of good, says the Lord. There's forgiveness for murder. Otherwise, none of us could be forgiven. You're lucky to go five minutes without murdering someone in your heart. That's how evil the human heart is, and you're like, I'm a good one. No, you're exceptionally evil. 
You're the accuser of the brethren. I'm the accuser of the accuser. With the throne of the Lamb, destroying the enemies of your soul while you're still in darkness. That's the truth. And I hope you test me. Because that's all everyone ever does. <laughs> and if people have warred with me on the front lines for more than five weeks, they'll see what they're made of. Hallelujah. And it's a wonderful thing. God wants to purify us. It doesn't condemn you. It empowers you to know your actual level of maturity, which is far less than you assess of yourself right now. Examine yourself to see if you're in the faith, Scripture says. What is your accurate measure of maturity? It's the fruit of the Word of God prophesying from the blood of Jesus in your veins and arteries. Wow. Jesus was so fruitful that he had to have a treasury. That's fruit, guys. Poverty is not fruit. Treasury is fruit. Let's be biblical Christians. Jesus had a treasurer. Only kings had treasurers. Now, if I wasn't a dumpster diver living in condemned houses for years in the past, I would condemn that teaching and be like, no, that's greed. That's lust. <laughs> no, it was greed and lust and hypocrisy and pride in me thinking I was something better than rich people in their palaces when I'm dumpster diving for years living in condemned houses as a crust punk. That's how Red Letter Ministries started for years. Hallelujah. And I thought I was better than everyone else. <laughs> people feel so bad for me because I was so poor. They, feel, they would literally put out boxes of drinks and food for me because my false humility played on their emotions in the highest level of witchcraft in existence. I know I was the worst sorcerer of the knowledge of good. That's my testimony. <laughs> That's what I'm getting delivered of to this day and trying to help some brothers and sisters that they might understand the way of the Lord more accurately and come off the thieves' crosses robbing the Lamb and get co-crucified with Christ. This is what I want to read to you. John 20, 25. So the other disciples kept telling him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see in his hands the marks made by the nails and put my finger into the nail prints and put my hand into his side, I will never believe it. Oh, Doubting Thomas. No, that's us. We haven't put our fingers in our brothers' and sisters' sides. We don't believe in them. We don't believe in Jesus in them. We only believe in ourselves because we're so wounded and hurt. <laughs> Jesus exists only in your neighbors. What you have done to the least of these, you have done to me, Scripture says. <laughs> Look for the piercings in your brother's and sister's hands. You'll know them by their marks and by their piercings. Listen, Jesus filled the upper room with the fullness of himself. Acts chapter 2, resting tongues of fire, symbolizing the consummation of the new covenant. You know what it means to be consummated? Impregnated, filled with the man's sperm in your eggs, and now you got a baby in your belly. 
That baby is your sonship, and the sperm is the word of God. First John, sperma, it is written. Born again of the incorruptible sperma of God that cannot sin. You've been consummated for thousands of years, bride of Christ. Now it is time to get through your birth pains of tasting your own pride in the blockages of why you never birthed promises in your life and to break through it and birth the literal Lord Jesus on the cross through your hearts. The Lamb on the throne, the marriage of the Lamb. Behold the bride of the Lamb, and the Lamb is the reference to Passover. It's the cross, people. Married to the cross, the cross is the only holy of holies that exists. There is no other holy of holies. Unless you're on the cross, crucified with fresh piercings, dying daily, you're not with Christ, but with Jezebel, the uncrucified one, the place where there is no blood, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil don't have blood. A lot of scholars believe that those thieves were tied with ropes and never gave their blood because the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the two thieves he was crucified with, doesn't have any blood. It lives off of sucking the blood of the saints. Horror of Babylon, drunk on the blood of the saints. Witchcraft, religious, Jezebelic Christianity, drunk on the blood of the crucify ones because the knowledge of good and evil has no blood in it, has no life in it. It can only kill, steal, and destroy. Mainly through self-pity. Mainly through shame and beat yourself up. Old covenant knowledge of good Christianity that is nothing less than Janes and Jambres sorcery. What does it say about those outside the realm of the cross and revelation? They love the lie. What's the lie? That you're good. <laughs> the lie is that you're good. That you're a good one. Oh my gosh. What did Saul, now Paul, say about himself? I'm the least of the Pharisees. Oh, then he says, I'm the least of the apostles. That was about 15 years later, guys. Not even worthy to be called an apostle. What does he say in his last epistle as an old man? I'm the worst of all sinners. The progression of the revealing of your heart by Christ crucified. You know what that's called? Actual humility. And if you are not progressing in that order as you grow, you're not growing in the glory of God. But witchcraft. And so we got to get back on the narrow path, humble ourselves, recognize how evil our hearts are beyond knowing, meaning your brain can't calculate what's in your heart. People are like, I didn't do anything wrong. I'm the victim. Listen, buddy, all sin is common to everyone. You don't have some kind of special heart or you're a special case. Humanity is one. That's what the Bible says. Furthest DNA cousins you can get as a human being on the face of the earth is 47th cousins. You think you're different than the Rothschilds and Rockefellers? You think you're different than Cain and Abel and Seth? You think you're different than anyone else? You're all the same. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It is written in my Bible. The only thing different about some of you is that you're sanctified by the crucifixion of your heart and the piercing of your wicked feelings and emotions and Christ the morning star, the lamb on the throne has risen with his piercings through your flesh 
and now his goodness is shared with you as the gift of grace so that no one can boast. What have you done? You've progressively yielded to the crucified one, the bride of the Lamb. You have married the cross. You have married the nails. You have married the nails in your feet. You have married the nails in your hands. You have married the crown of thorns in your head. And there's no curse in it because the Father glorified Jesus of Nazareth. The issue is we're barely glorified and we think we're something when we touch the glory. And that's our biggest problem is everyone gets puffed up with pride once they get a little knowledge of the glory in them. What did Rick Joyner say in the final quest? After tasting the glory, the hardest demon to overcome is pride. I have wrestled hundreds and thousands of people through this house and many other houses who get filled with pride after they taste the glory. Few make it through that labyrinth. Few make it through that gauntlet because they are certain in their brains. They are so right. You're not right. You're always wrong. Jesus is our righteousness. You have none of your own. You can't be right about anything. I plead with you tonight. Let his righteousness crucify your self-righteousness and set you free from Satan's sorcery so your piercings would cause the seven eyes of God the Father to see through your hearts the shared glory of the Lamb, the gift of salvation tonight. We can't do it without him. We can't even do one single thing without the Father. Jesus Christ said, I can do nothing on my own. What are we trying to do on our own? What we're doing is heaping dust around. The only thing that can be done here is a greater crucifixion of our own wickedness and our own selfish, wounded, demon-possessed hearts. Where is hell, people? Oh, it's out there somewhere. It's not true. Heaven and hell are only inside human flesh. Is there hell in you? There is no question about it. There is hell currently working in your members. James says that the tongue is set on the very fire of hell. Doesn't he? Yeah, that's what the Bible says. And that 1 John says, if anyone says they're without sin, they make God to be a liar. <laughs> Heaven and hell are not outside you, bewitched people. Heaven and hell are only inside me and you, and the only person who sees it is someone crucified with Christ. And if someone is so far gone in the external bewitchment, all you can do is pay a greater price in the sacrifice of your own heart, your own hands, your own feet, your own bones, your own brains, your own eyes, your own five physical senses, to turn them carnal to gold, which is called no greater love is there than this, than you laying down your life for others. Hallelujah. And you know what? There are people who understand. There is a remnant, you lone rangers, who have not bowed their knees to the Baals, to Molech, to Asherah, to Saturn, or to any other principality or name that can be named. There is a remnant here. Some of them are listening. Many of them are not. But in the spirit, there is progress being made continuously amongst the crucified ones. We will make progress in all the nations 
Samson is here wrestling this month against the serpent in the garden of your hearts to push over the pillars of everything that's been built in our souls that's not built by the Holy Spirit. Aren't you thankful? I am. Push over mine first. Push over my pillars first. Let there not be one drop of hypocrisy. I want my pillars tested, lest I be found laboring in vain and a total fool. I love the testings of fire and the Holy Ghost and the principalities and everything that comes to wrestle and oppose us every month for 15 years of full-time ministry. Thousands and thousands of testings through thousands and tens of thousands of people continuously. That's how you get strong is by being tested and be proven wrong in yourself millions of times until there's just nothing in there except Christ and him crucified because everything else is wickedness and you know that and that's why your sense of humor is so good. That's why you got a glorified personality because you've been forgiven so much by being proved wrong and false so many thousands and thousands of times. Not by your victories, but by your failures, which cause you to sink into his victories, the foundations of the world. 2 Samuel 22:16. At the blast of your rebuke, you uncovered the foundations of the world. What are they? The seven pillars of wisdom, the seven piercings of Jesus Christ, the blood of Gethsemane, the internal blood of his bruising, Isaiah 53, verse 5. He was bruised for our iniquities and suffered internal bleeding. You have the cat of nine tails on his back. He received 40 lashings, not 40 minus one, 40. For the 40 years of rebellion, our rebellion, our witchcraft in the wilderness. Amen. Crown of thorns. That's a pillar of wisdom. Piercings in the hand. That's a pillar of wisdom piercings in the feet that's a pillar of wisdom wisdom has built her seven pillars proverbs 9 1 and wisdom has mixed her wine that's the wine of the new covenant people it's the blood of jesus it's the redemption of the world and it will form the bronze sea of solomon and what's going to be thrown into the seven seas of solomon oh i tell you what us first we're going swimming in the wine. We're going to live in the house of wine forever, the house of the blood of the Lamb, by marrying the cross with all our feelings, with all of our shortfallings, shortcomings, all of our sorceries, all of our lies, all of our evil, deceiving wickedness, bringing it to the cross, all of our shame, all of our poverty, all of our greed, all of our lust. We're going to take it right to Calvary, and we're going to jump in the Red Sea. God the Father is going to swirl us around and play with his children. And as we have fun in the blood of Jesus, drinking, dancing, reveling, called the marriage supper of the Lamb. This is the blood of the Lamb. Guess what happens? You get your personality glorified. You get your joy back, the joy of salvation. You get everything back that Satan stole from you. And you know what? You don't deserve a single thing of it by anything you've suffered or done right your whole life. The truth is, we've come to the full recognition that we deserve punishment and hell. Very, very severely, especially us that are in the glory, because we're the most aware of our own shortfallings. 
and how much we rely on Jesus Christ crucified to death and all our flesh and bones and blood continuously and all our mind and all of our heart, all our feelings continuously. Because the lamb cannot be killed a second time, Hebrews says. So therefore, only in Christ crucified are your feelings safe and secure from all the horrors of uncrucified humanity, all the horrors of the sorceries of Jannies and Jambres. You know what? The nations haven't even begun to taste the nightmare of Jannies and Jambres. We've been pioneering this thing for 15 years. <clears throat> Our community just beginning to taste it. Other people, they don't have a clue. It's true. Front lines. Test it. You're not the only one, Brandon, isolationist. I know I'm not the only one. I got a great cloud of witnesses. I got champions in every nation, been doing this long before you were here. Called before the foundations of the world to be an apostle by grace. Not that I can boast, but that I may exercise my apostolic authority to bring divine order amongst all of your confusion. In Jesus' name. It is so needed right now. As the nations come out of Babylon the Great, the confusion of the world will sink into the seven Red Seas of his seven piercings, the seven pillars of Lady Wisdom. Who is Lady Wisdom? The second Eve, the Bride of Christ, who is married to his Passion Week, the seven days of all time, redeemed before the foundations of the world, the Lamb was slain, Scripture says. And guess what these foundations are? The seven pillars of Lady Wisdom. Proverbs 9.1 And so, all other building will now sink into the testing pool of Solomon's sea, the Father's sea. Then people will really see how bewitched they've been and how much they have fought and opposed the blood of Jesus when it has not opposed you. The blood of Jesus is always speaking for you but we are always speaking against it. Why? That's what pride can do. And that's all pride ever does. You need to understand that. <clears throat> pride isn't a one-time deliverance thing. It's layer upon layer of the onion. And so as layer of snake skin peels off your heart, layer upon layer of fallen angels, of thousands of years of generations burying your heart and your DNA and your soul, the morning star will rise in your heart the throne of the Lamb, only through the cross. Then your eyes will fall. You'll feel scales fall off your eyes. You'll feel shells breaking off your souls, layer upon layer. Hundreds and hundreds of times you'll have these experiences as you cry along the way of how much you've been forgiven of your own knowledge of good and knowledge of evil. Been crying for 21 years. Not in lamentations, in joy, for how much he's forgiven my murder and my adultery. My lust and my pride. Lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life. Layer after layer of what is in the world, all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, pride of life, peeling off our hearts as Jesus Christ crucified to death rises in our hearts and saves us not from others but from ourselves.
in the name of Jesus Christ. So bless you guys so much. We got a special broadcast Tuesday. Penny coming back after three months of missions. She's not the same woman, guys. Look forward to that Tuesday night, 6 p.m. It's a brand new season for the USA. We love you very much. If this ministry is blessing you, give an offering laid at the apostles' feet according to scripture, redlettermen.com, and we will see you Tuesday. Amen. Thank you.